Give you a little bit back. He said, we back at it again on the new year. 2022. Brand new year. Same show. It's, you know what it is. It is the real spirit with your boy C. It's your boy B. And yeah, man, we made it a, another year. Um, 2021 was eerily very similar to 2020. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, this year looks just a, a little bit different. Yeah, I, I would say this. Um, the way 2020 started off for black people is the way 2021 ended for white people. Uh, elaborate, please. 2020, Kobe died. Okay. Black people were distraught. 2021, right, right on the edge. Betty White. I mean, I it took two sad. white people actually. It took John Madden too. Boop, boop. I, I was a little sad that Betty White had passed away. Yeah, it uh, caught me off guard. And John Madden as well. John Madden made me a little sad. Uh, no big Madden fan shit growing up. It's it's trash now. Um, <laughs> in, in favor of realism, but it used to be really really good. Uh, the best the best football game. I haven't played since like 2015, 2016, So I agree with you. So how'd you spend your New Year's, brother? Bro, you know, I was back home with the family. So uh, for those that don't know or remember, I'm going to share anyways. I am Haitian, so New Year's for y'all is Independence Day for me. So uh, woke up, first meal of the day, we have something called soup jumun. So it's like a, it's like a traditional soup that you eat. Uh, it's like what they ate uh, on their Independence Day back in 1804. Um, and it's like chose to like bring like blessings, strength, Good luck, good fortune, all that stuff for the new year. Um, that's usually the first meal you'll eat. Either you eat it like once the clock hit twelve. Um, I might eat mine till about eight o'clock the next morning, but it was slap. And I'm not a big soup guy, so it was slap. Got to spend it with my family, my loved ones. Um, this was one of the first New Years that I really enjoyed in a long time. So uh, I really appreciate it. I think. I think I was just able to like be present in the moment. I didn't drive home. So usually when I get fed up with my family, I'll be like, yo, I ain't got to be here. And I'll hop in my car and I'll leave a week early <laughs> and drive back to my place. But uh, this time I was forced to be still and stay where I was at. And uh, I really enjoyed it. How was your new year? Um, oh, uh, so I went to bed. Um, <laughs> woke up and it was the next day in 2022. And, <laughs> you know, things were things were moving. Um, honestly, it's just one of them things, right? It's, um, it's a thing that happens. Like Christmas doesn't feel like Christmas anymore once you get old, right? Uh, New Year's was always one of the holidays where we spent it in church. Um, yeah. the clock strike 12, um, we were always eating breakfast. Um, I remember the pancakes, the sausage was great. Um, got in high school. Still went to the, the watch night service, except afterwards we was going out. Um, now I'm like, yeah, tomorrow's just another year. Um, I'm looking forward to it because it's tax season. <clears throat> and I, because yes. I'm still a student, yes. government owed me some money. And I've never gotten money. a government kickback. I'm doing something wrong. I'm yep. not following the right forms because I'm paying this. Well, this year I'm paying out of pocket heavy and I'm. Yeah, but, but I want to touch on something that you're talking about. Where What has the church, or where have you lost the church in your upbringing? Because uh, I remember all those that New Year's, all the holidays were falling, falling asleep in the church until 12, 1 o'clock in the morning and watch them praise. And the older you got, and, and the worst part about this is the older I got, the better, I believe, my relationship uh, my personal relationship with Jesus, with, with the Lord has grown, but my affinity for the church has grown as well. <laughs> so um, uh, I separated myself physically from the uh, location, but um, the good book says a, a church is not just one location, but uh, where I usually attended, I separated from, and uh, those traditions died on my separation. Well, I wouldn't say I've completely separated from the church. Um, I'm talking about that my my particular one that I grew up grew up. Well, yeah, I don't go to mine either, but that's because I don't live there no more. Um, I I still go. My wife um, is uh, adamant church goer. Her family is church going people. 
I think I, what I will say is my gripe with religion as a whole has been the same thing it's been since I've been alive. It's I can't ask questions that I want to ask. And I want to ask a whole <laughs> lot of questions uh, because some stuff just don't make sense to me. And when I get met with um, some things beyond your understanding, you ain't supposed to understand, I feel like that's a cop-out. I feel like, no, <laughs> no, that's not how any of this works. Um, it, it should make sense. Or we should be able to talk about the hypocrisy. Um, it's almost like you're trying to say church is a scam. Nah, church ain't a scam. <laughs> church that I go to, um, the brother in the community, he was the first vaccination site in, in South Dallas. He feet on the pavement. Um, the when those when that officer shot and killed that brother in his apartment. Um, recently, he was in Georgia after the at the Maude Arbery case. Um, after the lawyer had said, uh, asked the judge to bar the black pastors. There were too many black pastors, as he said. Um, at the proceedings, they were intimidating the witnesses. So my pastor said on Sunday, he said, well, I'm be gone next week, y'all. I'm be in Georgia all week. Um, and he was there all week. Well, we know the reference he was trying to make. Oh, yeah. Uh, but again, that like that to me, that's where specifically the black church, right? Because I can't talk about everybody's church, but the black mm-hmm. church, I'm from rural part of Florida. You know, the black church and small towns were pinnacles. They were schools they was the hospitals and it was everything and when i don't see a pastor doing that and yes i have to see you doing that yes i know you know blessings don't got to be a fuck all that i need to see that you're doing that uh, because otherwise you can be one of these crooks out here spending money on whatever right i want to see what you're doing in the community like what are you what are you doing to help your folks aside from just "Quote unquote feeding their spirit because uh, yeah. niggas is actually home. Uh, <laughs> they would like actual food um, if you got that. Um, and I think sometimes that get that gets lost. Um, and also, I, I hate to say this out loud because it sounds bad, but I mean it, so I'm gonna say it. Um, I just have better <laughs> things to do on Sunday than spend mm-hmm. three hours hearing this guy muse. Um, and there being a chance even to say something, be like, what, like." I messed around and got the Sodom and Gomorrah message one Sunday and had to turn off the TV. Luckily, we were in it was virtual <laughs> church. So when she started talking about the gays, I went ahead and shut it off. I'm like, yeah, I don't got to listen to this. I don't got to listen to this. And that's one thing that I love about being an adult um, and, and mm. going to church. I don't have to listen to this. I can leave. I can leave. Whether it be I, I, in person, whether it be virtual, I can go. I was like that as a kid, but I got my ass beat because like, I was like, man, Forget this, I'm going, but then I had nowhere to go to because I rode with my family and wouldn't, I wouldn't and I, would never then, walk out of church as a child. Never. Nah, I my mind. It, it, I don't think I ever try to walk out of church, but I've had moments in church where elders were trying to talk to me and I immediately caught their hypocrisy and challenged them on it. And they talked to me like I was lesser than, oh, you just don't understand. Nah, bitch. I'm, I'm using your words. You said this. What do you mean? I, what don't I understand? Oh no, it, it doesn't matter when it comes to you. Or and you then like, that's the nitpick. day I walked out. But I had a car then. You nitpick little things, like little oh. things. You nitpick. Like this is much, much worse than this thing. Like I, it's a meme that I love. Uh, that it, it's it, it's basically said if we were as scared or as worried about our sons becoming predators as we were about them being gay, we would be a lot better off. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> we would be so much better off. Like folks, we worrying about the wrong shit. Um, but again, you know, I wouldn't say I'm divorced from the church at all because I'm also the type of nigga. I'm just going to ask my questions. So, yeah, I, 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 I go to services. Will, will I attend where I used to? No. Um, at, at a certain point, once I, once I call your, your bullshit and you can't respond, the thing is, I'm no better than anybody. I'm not perfect. But one thing I'm not is stupid. I may act stupid. I ain't never well, been well, done. Well, been a lot uh, of things in my lifetime. <laughs> ain't never been one. It won't ever be one. And one of my strongest features is I'm very observant. So once I peep, Rep. somebody got born, somebody got to come to the altar. I was born at night, not last night. <laughs> I feel it. So uh this is my first week. I'm back. 
I'm officially back. You know, got yeah, in. How you to be back? Did y'all have y'all started the students back on campus yet? Uh, move-ins and everything officially is tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow morning is gonna be a long morning, but then at one o'clock the students start moving in, and I I can sit back and do what I'm meant to do, and that is administrate, um, and just make sure the system that we put in place flows. But um, I came back to about seventy emails. Got in around two in the morning on Monday at work at eight. I go to work. I answer about 20 emails. By the time three o'clock came and I was done with training and all this stuff, and I'm just mentally exhausted. I only slept about three hours. I have over 100 emails. Of course, because when you're on vacation, other folks forget how to do their job. And then uh, I rebuked. I went to the gym, worked out, came home. I said, I am getting my emails below 10. There's certain emails you always keep like, oh, it's a reminder. It's unread. I got to make sure I get to that. But I was like, now nah, I got to knock this out. And I sat down in front of the TV watching some horrible football, uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland play. Ooh, wow. While I typed away, <laughs> typed away. Um, my supervisor was surprised this morning. She's like, yeah, last night I saw you got, I saw you was doing some work last night. I was like, yeah, I had to catch up. I've been gone for three weeks and I refuse the day I'm, Today, I had to do a last-minute assignment. So, like, people that just said, hey, I want to live on campus. I ain't got nowhere to go. Moving tomorrow. You telling us today you ain't got nowhere to go. So, yeah, today, my go. main focus was I got to make sure you, you filled out the right paperwork, and I got to make sure you're in a place that you can live. But also, wherever I put you, if there's people there. I got to make sure y'all match. So, that was my agenda for the day, and it, it is done. And Good feeling when it's done, though. It's done, and tomorrow's game time. Uh, in the morning, I'm going to have my staff. We're going to schedule out for the semester their death ships. Then I ain't going to give no hoorah. Hey, y'all ready for this? We'll make it happen. Who going to make a play? I will, coach. Well, what about you? I, I, know, I know your work is never ending, but. Uh, well, we uh, we just uh, pivoted back to virtual. So all my coaching and stuff is going to be virtual for at least this month. Because uh, the, the Omarion is out there. So. Um, but it been out there. Yeah, but it's 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 high now. Um, Bro, no man, no man, no man. I mean, I'm I, tired you, of them. You say that, but then you know, I went to go see, when I went to Maryland. No, I'm not saying no. It's not out there. Let, let me clarify. I mean, I'm saying no. Said, no, no I'm there. saying I'm saying no to saying the CD. Don't don't worry about it, y'all. It's the no, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Because niggas is dying. Oh yeah, niggas is dying. Niggas is definitely what, dying. What what I'm saying is, if you're gonna do something for you, do it for you, but don't wait for somebody else to tell you to do it. Well, I'm talking about the my CDC, job right now. My job no, no, is I'm talking about me that I'm gonna be safe it? at my house. Yeah, I, who yeah, am but I argue with them niggas to say, yeah, I, I would take, I would take that too. I'll take that too. But I'm just saying, when I've been, you know, I'm in higher ed, and yesterday the world blew up when the CDC said what the CDC said, and now somebody like me that. I work in housing, so it's like, oh, so if they got the vaccine, we ain't got to quarantine them no more, but then they still spread it, like, but we got to follow CDC guidelines, that's the guidelines we go for our practices, but now everybody's, like, in an uproar, like, ah, yeah. and I'm just sitting here, like, like, they ain't know what they was doing back in March, they ain't know what they're doing two that, years later. That uproar is bullshit. Two things, science changes, that's what the fuck it's supposed to do, right? So when I'm, talk, I'm when, talking when about uproar science, as far as policy. When the scientists say, yo, do this, okay, so now we know more information. Now do this. All right. So now we know this. Do this. That's 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 a normal fucking thing. Number two, when, when the hell was y'all listening to the CDC? When the fuck? When the fuck was y'all listening? To the CDC? Me, not personally, but I'm talking about in the work that I do. Exactly. When I say when I say the uproar is like, uh, in the last year and a half, two years, people have lived, especially in my field, in the housing field, we. We had to create something in order if somebody even tested positive or they thought they would say we had someplace to put them because everybody's saying if you test positive, you got to ask. Now you're saying, oh, if you got the shot, you test positive, you good. <laughs> but then it like it, it, it creates a super spreader event unconsciously on a college campus. But you, you, you also read all of the guidelines. So, yeah, they said you don't have to quarantine, but they definitely said. If you test positive and you're vaccinated, you need to wear a mask. They definitely oh. said that. They definitely we, we say know what they said. Naked. We, we know, know what they said, but just raw dog in air with your COVID positive 
breath. Like that's not what they said. But we know people. We know what they said, but we know people. So okay, so this is the thing. So if I know people, why the fuck am I mad at the CDC? I should be mad at people who have, who is who I'm, I'm mad at this whole time. I'm, I'm angry at anybody, the, but I'm angry at the CDC because a year and a half ago they're like, "Hey man, <laughs> we we ain't gonna tell y'all what to do, but these are our suggestions." So wait, so again, that that context, first context matters. What has changed in a year and a half? What do we I get this year and a half? That we I don't have? know. I don't know. We got vaccines, man. The, 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 we got vaccines, and the vaccines are going to change what we have to do about the virus. And the boosters, and the 17 boosters. I'm just saying. <laughs> babies get booster shots. Niggas, like, this is the most baffling thing about me. The shit the niggas is, like, upset about and up in arms about. Hey, okay, I guess. Shit. It's like, it's shit that people do. I can't, I can't now, talk. all of a sudden, you don't want to do it. I, I can't talk for niggas that can talk for me. I I I'm going to get. I'm not vaccinated yet. I'm going to get vaccinated, but that's a choice I made. It was a choice I made due to circumstances that were out of my control. So then, and then the que- the question is: at that point, where is the choice? <laughs> where is the choice? Oh, dude, you always have choices. You can quit, bro. And again, this is the other thing about these idiots who don't like vaccines. Yes, I'm calling you idiots. These are also <laughs> for letting private businesses do what they want. So if a private business tells your ass you have to get vaccinated, that is day business. You can quit, bro. You can always quit. And I'm sure one of these hillbillies will let you work there unvaccinated, raw dog in the air. Why they got to be hillbillies for? Because they probably hillbillies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, and if well, you're they gotta be into this and you're offended, <laughs> I don't care. Um, oh, the guest is is in uh, the waiting room, and I want us to go ahead and quickly pivot off of vaccines. <laughs> for, for um, now, I'm sure we'll get back at some point to talking about. Yeah, yeah. You um, did I tell you about? I, I, uh, so no, no, go go ahead. I, yeah, I gotta end the story. End this with the story of my granddaddy and his um, bathtub root juice because uh, I don't think I told the story on the podcast, and this is. Funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna quickly pivot. Like last week, man, you dropped <laughs> you dropped something that I can't help but chuckle every time I hear it. Um, oh, I, 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 I don't remember what I said to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't remember what you. I don't remember specifically what you said because a lot of shit has happened between us. Um, but I know that it reminded me of a movie that I saw called Just Friend, um, and it starred Ryan Reynolds. Um, and essentially, the movie is about the friend zone, and you were talking about the friend zone. Um, you were giving brothers advice. About the friend zone, and and like I, I wanted to talk about the friend zone because it's a concept. It is very funny to me because it sounds like entitlement. It sounds like because I'm nice to you and I've listened to you cry about this dude that doesn't care about you, and I don't really care about you. I just been listening to you this because I want some booty. <laughs> I booty, and that's weird to say out loud that because I've been listening to you and then the shoulder to cry on. I that, deserve some booty. I think it's weirder that that's the angle you took. I've never even thought of that angle. That's not even the, that's not even the angle. That's not even well, what see, that, that was essentially the advice that you gave was bro, bro she she that no, you no. Gave, so first off, you I do remember you gave it to the women. I gave the advice to the women, not to the guys. I gave it to the that's why the, the person that they're looking for is in the friend zone. That is the guy that's yeah. gonna treat them right. The guy that's been treating them right, that they're like. No, but I want this guy that that. But has he I, been treat, so so why is, so he's treating you right because he's your friend though? Nah, like, nah, nah, that's no, weird. no. That's fucking weird. No, that's not no. Weird to say out no, there. it's not weird. No, that I'm not being nice it to is, you because I'm your friend and I like being up. nice to you because I let, want let, something. Let's, that you let's bring the guests in. Yes, okay, we're gonna bring the let's bring the guests in because because guests because. Um, this is this is uh, Bill's guest to bring in to bring another perspective um, on the friend zone. So go ahead, brother. Uh, br- bring us in. Uh, well, oh, there we go. Um, everybody, this is uh one of my uh one of my my old associates. One of one of my 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 old. This is one of my first. This is my first hire in the field of higher education. The the. Best decision I made today <laughs> um, in my hiring process. Um, 
this is my first RA now um a hall director um in Texas uh doing her thing this is Kristen y'all and um Kristen uh go ahead out introduce yourself say a little tidbit real quick and I'll let you know what Calego just said that was blasphemous all right well hi thanks so much for having me um I'm excited to talk to you guys I love listening to um all your all your other videos um I don't know what else to say about myself I am a hall director now um I was an RA under Bell and it changed my life so that's what I do change a lot so if y'all returned uh, back to campus this week your um, your residence for us yeah we I got back I went home I'm originally from Colorado so I went and saw some family for the holiday and then I got back on Sunday we got back to work on Monday. We have RA training that started today, and then we'll open campus um, this coming weekend, and they start classes next week. See, we don't care about Omarion down here in Texas. <laughs> there's, no, there's no COVID here. You know, it's, it's, so, <laughs> so, like, I thought about some funny shit the other day uh, because we left Maryland, uh, where my wife's family's from, and like they're getting fucking ravaged uh, by COVID, uh, the uh, Omicron uh, variant. And we were talking about, damn, like, the cases are spiking there. And I'm thinking, Florida and Texas, you don't hear shit about what's happening there, really. With Florida, they're starting to put more spotlight on it because the Sanchez is a fucking idiot. Uh, and then I remember, it's because we're not fucking counting. We're not counting cases. Shit doesn't exist if we stop counting. Like, there is no spike if I don't know how many people got this virus. I, I, can't, I can't co-sign that one. I, I've been in Florida the last three weeks, and every, every day, the number went up. The, the number was on the news. Oh, they, they on Ron ass, because this is an election year. <laughs> they, they on Ron ass. Um, you can't like, pivot like that. Like, it's, it's bad. Um, but, and I got one for you before we get into the friend zone. It doesn't matter. He will win. Because of these damn hillbillies. And I'm speaking as a resident from a town full of them hillbillies, and they get Quran. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what's gonna happen. Uh, but we were talking about the friend zone, and, and thank you, uh, Kristen, for coming in um, and and bringing uh, the female perspective uh, into what could turn into um, just by two men. Uh, so I apologize in advance. There might be some misogyny and sexism that we will need challenge. Uh, I'm not gonna say who it's gonna come from. Um, oh shit! I felt attacked with that. But when you hear it, um, if, if your perspective contradicts, please don't hesitate to jump in. But we were talking about the friend zone. Uh, so, w what has been um, your experience? Now, I, I want you to repeat the statement you were talking about before she got on here because I think that's a great launch point for the conversation. Okay, so this whole conversation started because last uh, last episode, Blonde mentioned he gave some advice uh, to. The women that were listening to the podcast, uh, that man of their dreams, man they're looking for, and they're waiting to come and swoop them up, um, as if everyone is waiting on a man, um, is in oh the friend zone. Oh my gosh, he's <laughs> in the friend zone. So I asked him, I say, so this person that is, what what makes them the person that is like the the person that the, that she should give attention to? And he's like, uh, well, you know, they've been listening and all this stuff, and they're the shoulder, like, so they deserve a cookie. Like, I thought you would do that as, like, if you're somebody's friend, that's what you do. The, you're, are you waiting on something? Because that's weird as hell to say out loud. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just feel like that's weird to say. Uh, that I'm nice to you waiting on something. Like, waiting for you to figure out this guy's a jerk. Waiting on you to figure out that I'm your knight in shining armor. And just on the real tip, dude, as somebody who's played that game, bro, nine times out of ten, I was exactly like the bastard. <laughs> like him um so that shit was it was bullshit so again like why not just be nice to people but that's that was just my thought so 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 what i'm understanding is your premise is that you were one of those bullshit dudes that played the friend zone but you was capping because you're like i ain't gonna treat you no better than him well yeah dude i was a teenager once we all did stupid shit uh but again you someone Pointed out to me like that was creepy as shit to, to say like I, I'm in a, a a zone only for friends, meaning that I'm I'm here because also this is the thing and this is what I get from working with high school students. It works much easier if you just tell her that you like. It works much it, it, that hey, bro, you shoot ten out of ten, nine times out of ten. See, I think I think our premise we're starting off on an unequal premise. 
I'm thinking of people that she knows likes her and she keeps around not engaging, but engaging with them in different ways, friend zoning them. But go ahead, Chris. I want you to tell us what do you think the friend zone is? (laughs) Why do you think that because of how you feel about someone, I owe you something? Why? Because of how you feel you are inherently owed something from the person you some you feel some type of way about. I don't feel that way at all. I, that, that's what I'm saying. I think where the premise we're starting off is different. I'm thinking of somebody that you know is like you, try to approach you, and you're keeping around because you're like, if this doesn't work out with this person, I know this person's here. That's what I mean. By, that's the level of friend zoning I'm talking about. We, we know girls that talk to multiple guys, but they're only going to give one guy really that main attention, but they're keeping this roster, the friend zone of guys, because this guy's a better listener. This guy's a this, this guy's a that. Like whatever the list may be, and they're keeping them tucked in the friend zone because if this doesn't work out, all right, who who I'm going next? So I'm going to take out the friend zone and give that opportunity to. So that's the premise I was starting off of. I see what you're talking about now, Kalega, like listening to you flesh, but my that's my premise. That's my premise that I'm starting off with. So I don't know that that would be considered the, fr- I think, okay. So I, I, I think the true friend zone doesn't exist personally. And I don't know if, if I think about things the same way a lot of other females do, but, or women, I don't, I don't know that I think like them in a lot of ways, but I don't think that the, the, the friend zone exists in the sense of, you like me and I'm going to deny how you feel, or I'm not going to feel the same way about you. And I'm going to stick you in some zone or some space because there's multiple, I think, reasons that the feeling isn't mutual. Now, I think if you are, if you could be interested in someone, but you just aren't interested with it, interested in them at this moment, and you just kind of like table them. I don't think that's being a, that's friend zoning. I think that's a shitty thing to do. I think that's lying, and I think that's that's being dishonest. But can, but can we acknowledge that that this is something that commonly happens? Oh, it totally happens. But I don't. I wouldn't consider it a friend zone, because it's if if I view you as a friend, I don't have romantic sexual feelings about you or towards you, and so if no, then I'm going to tell you that. Then what's a, what's gonna, a friend with benefits then? Friends with benefits. Yeah. Somebody you're fucking. So inherently staying in the friend zone, staying in the zone of you're a friend, but I, I'm trying to, because you said, so if you're my friend, I'm just, I'm just going off of what she said when she said, you're, if you're my friend. Are you asking about, so if they're friends with benefits? No, right. no, just her, her, her statement of like, if you're my friend, you're my friend. And I was like, then what's a friend with benefits then? Because that's a friend. And I understand the with benefit parts come afterwards, but it's like, ooh, what, what, what distinguishes the okay, you're, you're, you're able to be escalated to that little higher level. Well, see, there's a movie you should watch. It's a very dope movie. It's oh, Jordan my God. And it's just... <laughs> and it's the fucking right? uh, But I think it's a mature, maturity, right? Would, would you say, Kristen, of, of understanding that, yes, we're friends. Yes, we do the no pants dance. Um, but I feel like in, in, in some cases, and correct me if I'm wrong, the, the goal is to make sure that sex doesn't fuck up the friend part of that, right? Theoretically, but does that ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that, is that a realistic thing of like, yeah, we're going to bang and we're going to still hang out and it's not going to be weird and one of us isn't going to have feelings for the other. And it's like, it, it always makes things weird. It always ends, whatever it is. And I think that's because men and women have entirely different ideas of friendship. And, and, so and I sometimes think sex. Why the friend zone is the issue or like is an issue is because for women with my friends, we talk about our feelings. We talk about our days. We go to lunch. We like, we have a, a more emotional type connection with other female friends and men tend to only do that with spouses or girlfriends or people that they're interested in pursuing sexually. Like, and that's not but, but, but I think, I think for the most part, I think there's something in what you're saying. Yeah. So when, so when I'm being friends with you, I'm telling you about my day and I'm telling you about how I feel and what's going on with me. To me, that's totally normal. I say that same shit to my girlfriends and the guys perceiving it as I'm, I'm only sharing my emotional side with someone that I'm interested in sexually. And so then they assume 
generally, because I showed this emotional side of me, now we also have sex. And uh, Kalego, you've been out the game for a grip, um, but um, I think there's something to what she's saying as far as like uh, the way guys per perceive like emotion, like like back to what you said before uh, Kristen was on when you're like, oh, but they're their friends. And I said, they're not their friends. Remember I said that statement because I was thinking of the way guys see friends and though you, you've seen guys hang out with their friends and you've seen guys hang out with girls that thought the guy was her friend. <laughs> We've kind of seen those in people we know and you're like, you're not treating her like a friend because, oh no, she's coming, she's coming here to talk. She's showing me to listen because unfortunately sometimes women want guys to be what they want out of the guy and the guy's like, nah, that's not how I get down. And that's somehow could be like the friend zone. Because it's like, oh, he's attractive, but I know he's a player, but he's a good listener. I don't know. But I'm going to read something from uh, uh, someone I had a conversation about this, another girl. Um, we're just talking about the, the, the friend zone in itself. And um, they said to, to them, they, the fear of losing a just-in-case relationship uh, so women keep them. So women keep men around. Um, in the friend zone because they don't want to lose that just in case relationship. So they, they keep them at a distance, use them for they provide without a title or intimacy. So that guy is like, Oh, I know he likes me. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that friendship. I don't want to, I don't want to lose them completely. I'm not gonna give him no sex. We ain't fucking, but I like talking to him. I like spending time with him and stuff like that. So you're using his emotional Tax, you're emotionally taxing him, and that's not how men typically typically operate. That's how women usually. How operate. old are you? So, I'm. We were talking theory. Don't how don't. Old, you see, this is this is the problem. This is the problem. I'm old enough. I'm old enough to to still not do my own taxes. How? I mean, I don't do my taxes either. <laughs> so what I hear, bro, when you say that, and I, and I, I, I was reading a comment, and I, and I and I hear the comment, and uh. Christian brings up a very good point about, you know, the sharing of emotions, right? Being a friend thing. And this is, men do share emotions. Men don't yeah. share the most healthy emotions with other men all the time, but they, they definitely do share emotions. And you don't want to fuck any of your male friends. You may do. Don't know. <laughs> but from how, what I know, you don't want to fuck your male friends. So if a, a, a male friends are sharing their emotions, and stuff, again, I, I just, being out the game or not out the game, I cannot... I think well, you, you been, but you've been out the game for a grip. The dissonance that I'm, I'm finding, right, is again, to me, it still sounds like entitlement on both people's behalf, right? So it sounds like a battle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is my, what I want to talk about is personal responsibility, right? If I have said I liked you and you were like, nah, I, you carried me, right? Then I make the choice whether I'm going to continue to be that you. That right, that's on me. That's not on her. I, I don't. I don't disagree. That's that's not on her to go. You know what? He been listening to me for two years. I think it's about time. <laughs> no, no. But I'm, I'm. I never took it to that point of that ending part of where you're at. But, but, see, I'm, you, you but I'm saying. But, but we talking about this person. No, I'm friend zone. So I'm. I'm make two comments. So to your to your statement you just made, I'm saying. And it's about, it's about mutual responsibility. You know this person likes you. You know they're sticking around because they like you. You see they're not cutting it off. Why aren't you cutting it off? You see, you it, it, has be a, it has to be mutual. It has to be. But, but, you but those bound, like I'm, them to be around. In the example I'm setting is boundaries are not set. And, so and I, can, I can pull up movies the same way you pulling up movies where this is clearly shown. Where the yeah. boundaries are not set. Hollywood is wild. Kristen, can, can you take off well, the boundaries? You can't. No, you can't say that when you bring up a movie. But when I bring up a movie, it's, you see, it's, but my second thing episode, is, I'm not episode. saying anything has to, my, my statement that I made about the person, and this, this is referring to people that's like, I can't find a good man, yada, yada. Uh, and that's why I put the onus on the women when I made my statement. The, the person that you, you're griping about, about you can't find somebody, I bet you there's somebody in your DMs or in your inbox that you know likes you, that knows you know is a decent person, that meet eight out of the 10 requirements, you probably wanted somebody, and you're not giving them a chance. You're, you're friend zoning them. 
is you know you know what what time they on you're just hovering you're not cutting it off completely you didn't pull the bandage off you're just like looking at it because they you want just, you because they want you to be their friend why the but, fuck am i going to cut off my friend because i want you to be my friend you liking me again when you tell no one owes you shit me telling you that i like you means nothing you don't have to like shit you don't have to like me in that way and she's not saying she doesn't like you in that way y'all just don't like each other in the same way. i'm just trying to make and sure we're on the same level of you are. Because you see, nah, you see, you, you keep trying to put it on me. It's not on me. My my life does not. I, I said a long time ago, a couple episodes ago, is I don't have friends. Once once you reach a certain level in my life that I feel I can talk to you, you are my family. I just say you family. And I don't fuck family. <laughs> like the word friend is too. Nah, no, you don't you ever do that. I'm Haitian first. Don't you ever do that, okay? <laughs> but I'm saying, <laughs> I hate this guy. So Go ahead. We, we, we are very loud and, and animated. We will take over. Uh, but we have a guest, and I want to make sure that she has the space to take off on what was about 10, 15 minutes of ranting and raving. I have known Belle for a long time, so I'm familiar with <laughs> The noise level and the interruptions and the 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 rants. Um, it's it's entertaining for me to watch, so I'm not mad about it. But now I agree that um, it's a lot of entitlement, and I I think anyone, men or women, who hold somebody in limbo because they may or may not want something in the future, possibly, is is dishonest and disrespectful. And I think that's it's disrespectful to do that to somebody, and and I also I just think we should be grown enough to have those conversations of either, yes, I am interested in the possible pursuit of a relationship with you, but maybe not at this time. If you want to stick around and wait for me to possibly be ready, then that's your call. If you no longer want to speak to me anymore because you want to pursue a relationship seriously, and that's I'm not in a place for that right now, then you go on your way. That's, I think, just being respectful of other people. But the other thing that I think happens really regularly is that men choose to stick around. And I say men because that's what my most of my experiences is with. Men choose to stick around because they think they're going to change our minds. I'm going to, so they say, I'm going to stick around and I'm going to stay in your life and I'm still going to talk to you and I'm still going to be a sweet guy because I think eventually you'll fall for me and you'll just, you'll see it. And then that doesn't happen and they get their feelings hurt and they're all pissed off. Like this literally just happened to me very recently where someone was, and I told them from the beginning, I'm not interested in that with you. Like I get, if you don't want to speak anymore, that's fine. But that's not where this is, this is not where this is going. And he was like, yeah, fine. No worries. Like we can just be friends. We can talk, whatever. And then eventually he was like, well, why don't you like me like that? And I was like, I told you I didn't. And I wasn't interested in that. And he was like, well, I stayed anyways, because I thought I could change your mind. That's also that's very valid. And that's shitty. And just because you stuck around and you got your feelings hurt, that doesn't mean that it's my responsibility either. And I I, I agree with, but what I'm trying to do is acknowledge choices across the board. Because the same way Kristen just gave her anecdotal experience, my anecdotal experience is the same. Kristen, like I said, Kristen has known me for a long time. And she has seen, <laughs> she has seen some of the women that I try to get away from um, that just keep coming back. And I'm like, what do you want from me? I told you what it was because I'm a very direct person. You, everybody in this chat knows that. Hey, so, <laughs> so I'm just saying, I have seen, I have seen women. You t- tell them straight up. I, I had a conversation last night with somebody, and and uh, and and we had a great conversation. But ultimately, it was like. Um, a guy can say something. I could say a sentence to you. And uh, a woman is not going to take the sentence generalizing. The sentence that you say at face value, they're going to see how they feel about it and interpret what they think you meant by the sentence instead of taking the sentence and what it says. Chris, go ahead and speak on that. <laughs> You're nodding your head. I think women typically think that their emotions overrule everything. So how I feel about something ultimately makes it what it is or is not. And I think that's crazy because your emotions are your responsibility entirely. And so I, but I think men do that too, that everybody, they do. 
We do. Everybody <laughs> we do. Want, and then they they accept what they want to accept in that moment. I you you can only meet other people at a level that you're willing to that and then however open you are. I don't know if that made sense, but like I can't listen to what you're saying and and get where you're coming from if I'm not open to the idea of what you're saying. So if if you're gonna tell me no, I'm not interested in a relationship with you. And I don't want to hear that. I'm going to ignore what doesn't fit my agenda. And I think all people do that. So if you're, if you say, yeah, this isn't happening. However you say that, well, it could happen. It could still happen. He just meant, he meant not right now or (laughs) whatever. And then they do whatever they want with that, which is stupid. I think something else that's interesting that I think that is happening in in the discussion is that we're conflating two things. Um, we're saying that folks in, that two things can't be true at the same time, right? Two things mutually exclusive. That the the person that you're pursuing can think that you are an awesome person, right? That that you're smart, that you are a great fit, a great partner. It's just not for them, right? And I think that again, the the maturity of communication, the maturity of knowing that, right? Of yo, she didn't just say yo, get the fuck away from me. Go jump off a cliff. She just said, yo, I don't see you like that. Or I don't um, see us in a situation like that. Because oh, the flip side of this is she gives you time of day, right? Knowing she really doesn't really like you on that. And she cheats. And and now you in NCL chat rooms <laughs> for some shit that she was trying to save you from, bro. <laughs> trying to save- and I say that because dudes do that often, dude. Can I tell you when I was out there, how many times telling someone, yo, you don't want to date me. You're a terrible fucking idea. Don't do that. And you get bothering me. And then you do it. And then you end up hurting their feelings anyway. Right? So it's like for them brothers anyway. in the friend zone. What's up? Rejection sucks anyways. Mm. This is true. So, Could you speak on that rejection? Because um, I don't know. I feel like I was always more afraid of the rejection. Um, would you consider yourself someone who gives more rejection in your experience, Christy? Or has been in that position more often? Giving rejection? Oh, yeah. Hurting feelings. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't... I mean, probably. I don't know that I personally don't pursue j- most of the time mm. but I'm also question- not actively seeking a relationship so I'm not going to go pursue <laughs> that's just where I'm at in my life so so a better question would be because I always wondered it would the the last situation you just told us with the, the guy that you had to let down gently do you can do you find that those situations are hella awkward and it's just something that you just rather get over or do you just go, eh, I'm just being honest and I'd rather hurt your feelings right now than string you alone? If, for me personally, if you ask a question, I will always be honest, but I won't just present the information out of the blue. Like, I'm not going to just straight up tell you, oh, hey, by the way, I'm not interested in being in a relationship with you. Because I'm not going to assume that that's your intention. Mm-hmm. But if you ask, this is what I'm pursuing, are you interested? I would be honest. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. I want, I want to, I want to stay in this realm of rejection. Um, I think, I think that's the crust of all of this. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I think it's the rejection and how people reject. I, 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 I uh, I sent out a quote because you guys, you both get uh my daily uh post that I be sending out um uh the other day, and it was like uh oh my gosh, I gotta. I send a lot of quotes to a lot of people. I said you send like three, four a day. Yeah, bro. I, I get it in. I I got to. I got to. It's um. It, it's just a part of like I've and I, I love the feedback I get from it because sometimes you just the right read in the right moment um really can change your perspective in a lot of things mm-hmm. um so I I think I think it was good but I sent this quote on Sunday is like uh when someone offers to help you tell them exactly what you want don't beat around the bush. If you're not crystal clear about what you what your ask is, chances are you won't get anything. And 
I, I, I truly believe that. You got to be clear on what you're asking, what you're saying. Clear communication is very important. And that's why rejection gets so convoluted. I, I, I found it interesting that you said you usually fear the rejection, Kalego. I guess I'm on the opposite spectrum. I fear the yes. I feel like I like I grew up in Miami, Florida. Yo, you 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 see you see good looking women all the time. Hey, your boy's hopping you up. Hey, go go shoot your shot. You'll go, you'll go shoot the shot. You know? I ain't scared. I'm gonna talk to her. The fear always came with she's like, oh, you cute, here's my number. Oh shit. It's like, oh, you gonna take me out? Oh, damn. And I'm talking about me growing up. It's like it's never been a fear of rejection. Hey, rejection happened every day, B. We're gonna be all right. <laughs> uh, 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 I'd rather, ta- rather take the re- me, for me. I'd rather take the rejections to know I what it is me. keep it moving. But when 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 you dedicate me to that, yes. Oh man, now 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 I gotta be yo, am I am I good? <laughs> she said, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Kristen, have you ever been approached um by a guy and or 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 approached a guy? that you saw attractive or somebody they found attractive approached you and you were more shocked on the yes of the, the, the positive outcome of the situation than the, what you thought, Oh, it's probably gonna say no. And I can move on and not waste my time. I don't, I don't think so. But again, I don't generally pursue. So I don't know that I've ever been like, Oh, that actually went surprisingly well. Um, you gotta love an interaction though like that the romantic just regular where you go oh that wasn't a dumpster fire um this person probably doesn't think i'm a weirdo which is also something i think about when i meet new people this person think i'm a weirdo (laughs) beloit beloit is the reason for that because everyone oh my gosh yes damn i'm here at the school for the weirdos am i a weirdo the answer was yes and I've accepted that. I use the word weirdo so often, and people look at me. I'm like, "Yo, no, let's not let's not get it confused. I am them. They are me. It's like me using the word nigga. Like I don't think I'm a nigga, but I feel like I'm in the community that if I were to use the word, it's acceptable coming from me. And, I mean, and America gonna treat you like a nigga whether you want to call what? yourself one or not. Yeah. Uh, so it really doesn't matter. Um, Thank you, uh, Kristen, for, for coming by. Um, I want to make sure that Zoom doesn't just cut us off. So yes. uh, we tend to end these shows. I know that you're a listener with, uh, you know, the, the real spill for the week, our final thoughts. Um, take any form that you want. Uh, since you are guest, I want to go ahead and pass the mic to you uh, to give us the real spill for the week. Hold on, hold on. Can she give the last real spill? You know, I always got something every week. Yeah, um, go ahead, Doc. I, I'll, I'm going to give you the final word, Kristen. Um, so go. if you want to gather your thoughts real quick, my real spill for the week, first real spill of 2022. If you got the plan, you got the idea, do it. This is not the year to be scared. Do it. I already proclaimed this year, every month I'm going somewhere. Every month I'm traveling. I'm hopping on a plane and going somewhere every month. It doesn't matter if I'm taking a 25 minute trip. From Oklahoma to Dallas, I'm going somewhere. Uh, this is the year of doing, as we have witnessed too much people that wanted to do something, and the opportunity was taken from them. Preach. Don't let your opportunity get taken from you. Preach. Um, my wheel spill. Huh, had to follow that. Um, it's a simple one, man. And this isn't my typical enlightening uh, real spill for the week. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of folks, and this is me being upset and me on my soapbox. Stop. The bullshit, man. I watched a grown-ass millionaire throw a temper tantrum at work. Uh, no. That's told, not And told so many lies at this point on why he threw the tantrum. At first, it was, oh, they was trying to freeze him out so he didn't get his bonus. That was a lie. They were actually trying to get him back in the game. So that lie failed. Um I thought maybe it was because they were getting their ass who I one of the worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> they got the GOAT. He came back. So that shit was not, that, that couldn't be it either. And I'm, I've been watching and reading folks qualify this man's behavior. And he hasn't said anything, though. I want you to know. 
if you out there just listening, stop the bullshit. For you and the ones that are around. The worst thing you can be for somebody is a yes man. That is what this brother's problem is. He's never been told no in his life since he's been a since he's been an athlete. And this is what we get now. Tell your friends no. Tell your friends that's fucking dumb. Tell your friends, yo, son, you are better than this. Because that brother don't got nobody on his team to tell him. I agree with that concept. And that's gonna and that in the long run is gonna cost him way, way, way more money than I think he realizes right now. Um, so for you, civilians, stop the bullshit. Tell your friends that they're better than what they're currently doing. Right? Like I tell Bill every week, and I mean this, even though I say it sometimes backhanded. <laughs> I want I want more for you. <laughs> yeah. Right? I want I, and, and I mean that though. I want I want more for all of you. And I want more for that brother as well. Um, so that's my real spill for the week. Stop the bullshit, man. If you really love your folks, tell your folks when they need to tighten their love. Bro, I would I would love to like unpack that, that aspect somehow. I, I want to talk about it without talking about him directly. Just uh we'll, we'll figure it out. But I like I like I like the direction. Christian with the last spill of the week. So much pressure, I feel like. Um, the the only thing that I keep thinking about is something that I'm trying to consciously apply in, in my life, professionally, personally, in general. And I think other people should do that too. And that's to be more mindful, be aware of the choices you're making, how it's going to impact your future, your present, the people around you. Um, be aware of those boundaries. Like you were just saying, saying no. Um but be, be mindful about things. Understand that the choices you make don't solely affect you, but the ones that do affect you, how are they affecting you? What are you doing? Are you setting yourself up for success? Are you making a, a good choice right now that's going to be beneficial for you tomorrow, next month, next week, next year? Um, and also, you know, is this is the choice you're making now a habit you're wanting to create, whether that's a good or a bad habit, but be, be more mindful of, yourself those around you what you're doing what you're creating what you're what you're doing everywhere thank you so much for sharing and again thank you uh for coming out i'm sharing your perspective on uh this week's topic um for those listening man thank you um we still kicking we still here um and i just want you to know we're gonna see you again next week so again this is the real spill with your boy c it's your boy b and our girl Kristen. See y'all next week.